ID the Future, a podcast about evolution and intelligent design. Charles Darwin fathered not just a scientific theory, but a toxic social ideology that fueled racist colonial policies in Africa. That's the message of African scholar Olufemi Olunai in the new book, Darwin Comes to Africa. This is John West, Vice President of Discovery Institute. In this episode of ID the Future, we're going to hear another excerpt from Darwin Comes to Africa by the late Dr. Olufemi Olunai. In this selection from Chapter 1, Dr. Olunai explains how Darwin's theory was used to justify efforts at racial extermination. Let's listen. Charles Darwin elevated race as a factor in the struggle for survival. Twelve years after the publication of On the Origin of Species, Darwin published The Descent of Man and Selection in Relation to Sex, a highly impactful book as far as Europe's attitude to Africa. Professor Frank Bessag observes that in Darwin's first book, he used race and species interchangeably. In other words, at that time, for Darwin, there was a human race, but not a black race. In his second book, however, Darwin not only made references to races among humans, but he further distinguished between the lowest savages and the lowest barbarians on the one hand, and the highly civilized nations, including the western nations of Europe, who stand at the summit of civilization on the other. Two points of clarification are here required. First, while at times Darwin used the terms savages and barbarians to refer to the modern humans' ancient forebears, at other times he used those derogatory terms to speak of his contemporaries in distant lands, as when he writes, At the present day, civilized nations are everywhere supplanting barbarous nations. Second, as has been most indisputably and thoroughly documented elsewhere, Darwin's letters and other writings clearly demonstrate that by barbarous, inferior or lower peoples, he usually meant dark-skinned people. The terms highly civilized or superior he applied to Caucasians. For example, in The Descent of Man, Darwin states that the black man is closer than the white man to apes and speaks of the Negro who differs more from the other races of man than do the mammals of the same continents from those of the other provinces. There can be no doubt that Darwin thought dark-skinned peoples were less highly evolved than light-skinned peoples. Racism, the dividing of humans on the supposed basis of race, did of course exist before Darwin. By 1779, German physiologist Johann Friedrich Blumenbach had divided humankind into five races based on cranial features, while by 1759, Swedish botanist Carl Linnaeus had classified human beings into four categories based on the four known continents. The Frenchman, Joseph Arthur de Gobineau, classified humans into three racial groups by 1855, black, white, and yellow. Nevertheless, what the classifications lacked was a more credible scientific basis, which Darwin ostensibly provided. In the aftermath of Darwin's book, as Gregory Clays notes, social Darwinism redefined fitness as intelligence, and intelligence as white. And let it be noted 
that Darwin accepted the application, with others following suit, crafting a language of exclusion and racial conflict. In short, within a few years of Darwin's books, much of the language of ethnicity which would come to haunt the next century was now in place. Thus, we see the biologist Wilhelm Rue describing the social Darwinian struggle within organisms as analogous to the struggle within society, according to historian Richard Weikart. Similarly, writes Weikart, paleontologist Friedrich Rohl argued that population pressure naturally precipitates wars and violent conflicts between peoples and races, and that the physically and mentally superior races suppress and exterminate the lower races, bringing progress and benefit to the whole of mankind. Likewise, the biologist Heinrich Ziegler advocated that according to Darwin's theory, war has constantly been of the greatest importance to the general progress of the human race, and that the physically weaker, the less intelligent, the morally inferior or morally degenerate peoples must clear out and make room for the stronger and better developed. According to Weikart, Darwin's disciple Ernst Haeckel differentiated between 10 races of humanity, with the Caucasian race the most highly developed, following which he fervently condoned the extermination of so-called primitive races. Similarly, zoologist Oscar Schmidt, zoologist Richard Hertwig, biologist Richard Sermon, and biologist Ernst Krauss all advocated the extermination of human races as a natural and inevitable part of the process of natural selection. You see what we have here. These men, and likewise many others, argued that the logical extrapolation of Darwin's theory was the extermination of their fellow humans in the name of evolutionary progress. You've just heard an excerpt from the preface to Darwin Comes to Africa by Dr. Olufemi Olunai. Find out more about the book at darwincomestoafrica.com. That's darwincomestoafrica.com. For ID the Future, this is John West. Visit us at idthefuture.com and intelligentdesign.org. This program is Copyright Discovery Institute and recorded by its Center for Science and Culture.